Okay, today's vad was dedicated. Okay, so I want to embark on an endeavor which is a little tricky and a little daring, but you have to make life exciting sometimes, to actually go through Simon Lamed and Or Yisrael and try to teach you it from the Sefer and bring out the Yisraelis from the Sefer. It's not an easy Sefer or easy learning. But also at the same time, not to make it too in the words and then it's boring, you know, you gotta bring out the lumbus. So, we're gonna to try to do that a little bit. Let's see how it goes. Because that's where all the Yisaitis are. All the Yisaitis is in Mikhtav Lamed and Simon Lamed. Even though most of the Sefer is letters, this one happens not to be a letter, so it's called Simon Lamed. The other parts of the Sefer is called Mikhtav Alev, Mikhtav Bez. They're the letters, those are letters. This was a, a write-up, so they call it Simon Lamed. But either which way, it's a very, very important um, uh, chapter. And if we could conquer it and then learn Igaris Hamusa, then that's a big accomplishment. It's a big accomplishment. So let's make a beginning and try this out, okay? So he starts off like this, and he says, we mentioned this before in the past, but now we're going to try to learn it up. I would suggest that if you, if this project actually comes into fruition, then you should get yourself a hold of one, or we can make copies for you, because you'll appreciate it in the words, okay? Because here, all my friends. So it says like this. We're going to read like a paragraph of Rabbi Yisrael, and then we're going to ask some questions and try to say some havon, okay? You ready? So like this, he says, we see in human beings, we see that human beings and their disposition, the way they are, that right? That the people are different than each other. There are people that have good tchunas, Midotav betivot ritsuyot. His natural midas are good. Okay. And there are people that are born with bad midot. Okay. So people are born with good midot and people that are born with bad midot. We also find, Neti, come here, we have room for you. We also find that Within the single human being himself, lifa'amim sometimes koychos nafshoi bal yelchu b'mitzat shaveh. It's not the same always. I mean, it's not always good or always bad midot. Ezemehem yitzadu bein moishul menahel b'oyrech nechayna. Some of his midot work naturally. Without a ruler, without a uh, someone on top of them, they go naturally in the straight path. And there are some of his they go crooked. Okay? 
they come out to in a hashchosah dekaway im lo yatsum ba'odim bekafunos if he doesn't consciously control them. Yes, Ellie. There are people that have some and some. Some midot are good. Some of them midot are bad. Yeah. He says, not it doesn't have to be like black or white. You have people that have some things about them that go naturally good, and some things about them go naturally bad. Okay? That's the statement of Rabbi Shol Salant. Cohen, you with me? Moshe? Okay? Get, get this clear. That he says, there is natural midas. Some are good, some are bad. They don't need any moishal umanhig. They don't need anybody to control them or tell them what to do. They go on their own. The bad ones will go on its own and will come out in a bad way unless you stop it. That's where Seichel will come in. Seichel will come in to tell you not to use it. Then there's good midas. You don't have to think about it. It will go by itself, and it'll go be olach nechona in a straight path. Now, this whole paragraph of Rabbi Sosalanta is not so simple. It's not a simple paragraph because, even though it's true, there's a Rabbi Chaim Vital who says like this too: that a person can be born with good midot and bad midot; that they work on their own. But we know that the Rambam says clearly not like that. Okay? The Rambam says that the midot have to be in the middle. Okay? Middle means there is a Moishech Umanal. There is a, a Koach of Seichel deciding the degree of how it has to be used. It's something that's attached to the mind. The midot is not good or bad. It has to be uh, governed by the Seichel. Sometimes it's important to use a midah of achzariyut. Sometimes you have to use the opposite of rachmanus. It's also to be merachem ala achzar, right? So it's everything is a question of using it al va and understanding the degrees. There's no such thing as one midah just goes till the end and is always good, right? Abraham Avinu was a Balchasad for sure, the highest level. But then, when the Torah required it, he threw his son out of the house. So that's not such chesed, right? And then he gave him a little bread and water. That's not such chesed. But that's what it required at that time. When he took his son to bring him on the Akedah, it doesn't sound like a Balchasad would do that. Or a person with a natural mercy on people would do that, right? So you see that it's not such a simple thing to just say, me this work on their own. And you can let them go. You understand? So Ki'ilu, like if you're born with good midas or you have certain good midas that are good, you just let them go on your own and they don't have to work with the seichel. No. If you're going to let your midas go on its own, you know what's going to happen? It will go till the end. It will go till the end. So what we'll put it in the middle? Training. When you put it in the middle, the Rambam says you have to put it in the middle. That's going to be training. Training from the mind. You understand? Sometimes I have to use a media in a different way because the Torah dictates that. So it's very hard to hear how you could say that Midas is just autopilot. Okay? You understand the question that the Velf asks?
We learned Madrega Sa'odim too. Madrega Sa'odim spoke about this at length. Yes, Ali. So, somebody is a bashful person by nature. Yes. Not necessarily. Maybe, maybe, maybe has to do in some degree. Like loya baishin loymet, you can't learn. When it comes to learning, it has to be a little bit stronger, right? So there is a gray area. It doesn't mean in the middle. Meaning, in the middle, it looks the same for everybody. But the Rambam says that you can't have extremities. If you go with the midah by itself, it will be extreme. And even according to the Rambam, he's maskim. That sometimes the Torah says to use a midah, and sometimes not, right? Sometimes you have to be achsa. So everything has to, everybody has to agree, the Rabbi Sol, I mean, has to agree to that too, right? We all have to agree to that. So that's a question that's asked in this Rabbi Sol. Okay? Good? You understand the question? Huh? Sasun? Ivanta? We have a man from Panama here. Okay? Rabbi Sol, you're getting clarity? Benjamin? So this is a very deep point. So I will say something. But let's wait a little bit. I have to first bring out a little bit more here. That's Ha'ara. Okay? We can live with Ta'ara until we build up the Sukhya. Good? Let's go further. Now, it says like this. Al Yoima Ha'odam. A person should not say, Et Asher Asairokim and Nishanot. What Hashem made, you can't change. All of a sudden it becomes a big Balemuna. God made me this way, can't change. Hashem put into my nature this koyachara. How can I uproot it from its root? Okay? Can't say that. It's natural. A human being has a tremendous power of controlling himself. Gam Chalufheim, he also has the ability to change. Kasha Enenu Royos, like our eyes see. Betive Balachayim, by the nature of animals. Asha Odom Rav Cheloy Lekovshim Bamasar You can get an animal to behave the way you want it to behave, right? They can train an animal. Fine. And, that they shouldn't do bad, they shouldn't be destructive, right? You can make them into civilized beings. To change their nature. And you can uproot their bad nature. That's what the Bishon Salanta says, which is also a startling statement. So, of course, the difference between human beings and, and animal, obviously, is that a human being has the seichel to do it to himself. And the animal doesn't have the seichel to do it to himself. Someone else can condition it. However, the fact that Rabbi Yisrael Salanta says that you could actually take an animal and change his nature, and if he was tchunas ra, he used to have a tchunas ra, right? You could take that tchun away from him. That means if you would put him back in the wilderness, he will die. It will have no survival instinct at that point because you took the tuna away from him, right? That's what he says. So it's Yadua that the world has a question. Let's see if we can get to the answers today, but today at least if we get some questions, okay? Is the only following? Is 
if this system is too hard, learning up the safer, I'll change it. Because the main thing is that you should learn. Okay? But if you really want to learn the source of where things are coming from, you got to learn it inside. Okay? So you have what's going on? I'll go slow with you. No rush. We're all still young and we have a lot of years. Okay? So you got this? So again, Raboisai, pay attention. Ezra, pay attention. Rabbi Shosalavda said one statement that was a little startling that was that needs Talmud, that needs understanding. Statement number one, he says, is we can be born with good midas and you can let your midas go on autopilot and it'll take care of itself. And you're born with bad midas that if you leave it on autopilot, you'll end up being a mushchis, so you have to control it with your seichel. But there's a concept of having autopilot, okay? That can work out in a good way. On that we said, not so simple. The Rambam says, not like that. Obviously, Rabbi Shoslante has a taich in the Rambam. He's not arguing on the Rambam. And the Rambam seems to see that all the avoidus hamidus has to be connected to the mind. Okay? Question one, put that on the side. We're following? Clear, David? Okay. Question number two. The Rabbi Shoslante says, a man should not make a claim that, listen, this is the nature Hashem made me with. I can't change nature. Nature is not a changeable thing. Okay? Abrigirai says, it is changeable. Because you take an animal, even though the animal can't change itself, but the animal can be changed. He can be changed from a wild beast to a tame, unbelievable, uh, relaxed animal. Like, let's say you see a dog, let's say the marshal, that takes care of the blind, right? Seems to have savlanut, doesn't get excited, doesn't bark, right? Change him. He can sometimes be more civil than a human being, you know? Believe it or not. So, you see that you can change an animal, right? See it? That's a statement. Now, it's not such a simple statement that he's making as it's well known from Rabbi Salsa, from Rabbi Anisan Ibichit, or the Rambam, whoever you want to say over the story from, but it's a well-known point that there was once a scientist, a scientist believed that this is a doable thing, and they made the cat into a waiter. Shamat al-Zepam, everybody heard this story. Everybody. If you're religious and you went to yeshiva, you heard this story. Okay? And they try to make him a waiter, and then the Rambam or Yenison Ibishitz took out their mouse, and it dropped all the glasses and went for the mouse, right? Correct? So, so Salanta says you can change it. He's going with the scientists, right? So what's the pshat? What's the taich? What does mean you can change it? Now there is a Mishnah that says like this. Because the Mishnah says, that there are certain animals that are mu'ad. Okay? And, but it says, that, the Mishnah says, that's only when they're not domesticated. And once you domesticate the animal, it can be a tam. Okay? You got it? So what's going on here? So a little bit we have to uh, understand the context of Rabbi Sosalant. Okay? Rabbi Sosalant is not talking uh, chemistry, biology, psychology class. He's talking avoid. The first thing is you have to know 
Rabbi Sol Salamta is talking in the world of Avoida. And I'm going to show you that, Diyak Loshan, Kamapam, in the Rabbi Sol Salamta. Right? He says, Kena Odom Ba'atzmoi, Yeshlel Yodre Lichboish Tivoy Haral Abal Yetze Lepuulas Ha'odom. The main point of Tikkun Amidus is in the behavior of the human being. Okay? He says that earlier. The behaviors. I have to explain you the, the depth of this, but when we're talking about midas, tikkun midas, kibush of bad midas, when we're talking about midas, we're talking about in relative to the world of avoyga, in the world of behaviors. Okay? That's why. If I have, let's say Yaakov Avinu had to say Sheker, but Sheker over there is not making Hashchosa, it's not making destruction. Sheker over there is making a Tikkun. It's, it's saving the world. Because through the Sheker that Yaakov Avinu did, he was able to save the world. Because if the Brachas would have went to Esav, it would have been bad news. Right? So over there, the definition of the media is not bad, because it was not Hashchosa. Okay? Again, a boy I hope I'm not going too high level here with this vats. You have to tell me because the trellis is for the boys, not for me. I have trellis from it too, but I'm just saying it's trellis from the boys. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, when we talk about midas, good ones, bad ones, right? The defining definition of bad and good is based on what comes out. Okay? It's what comes out. If let's say you have a person who's bad, Amalek, right? Now you have to go and kill him. Kill him out. Iranidahas. You gotta kill him out. So that's murder, you know? But that's pity. That's called Rahmanis. The act of Achzarius over there is actually saving the world from evil, right? So, we define what you're doing, if it's good or bad, if the midah, if the midah is good or bad, that's defined if what you're doing is a maisa hashchosa, is it destructive, or it's a maisa of building and fixing and doing good in the world, correct? So when we talk about midas, we're not talking about how you feel inside, we're not talking about Anything that's like a chemical change within the human being. We are trying to talk about how in the world that we live in, in the world that we live in, and the world that we do avoida, what is a action that is constructive or destructive? So if the media brings to destructive behavior, that's bad. If we bring to constructive behavior and good action, that's good. Okay? We look at the behavior. In general, pity, uh, savlonas, uh, chesed, all these things in general are bringing to constructive, constructive outcomes. In the rare cases that they bring destructive outcomes, then you have to refrain from doing it, right? In general, being a achzad, being uh, uh, whatever is bad, okay? It's bad. In, in general, it's destructive. 
Right? Now, sometimes you need to do it. Okay? That's how it works. Now, this is all taking place within the conscious environment, the, your conscious human being, and the environment that's a normal environment for him. That's the way it works in that world. So it's possible that a person instinctively has enough seichel and enough understanding of between good and bad and what's constructive and destructive that the midah is enough to work on its own with its conscious reality. It's enough. That's what the Rabbi Shalantra means. He doesn't mean that your midah works without brains or without consciousness. It means it goes by itself. I'll, I'll bring you an idea to try to develop this point. You know there's something called uh, um, sleepwalking. You ever heard of that? Yes. Yeah, Shamat al Sleepwalking. Correct? Now what happens during sleepwalking, Lati? <laughs> so, basically, I just want to see if you're up and awake. Okay? So basically what happens is, you're listening, this is deep things here. What happens in sleepwalking is certain part of your brains are 100% awake. But there's certain parts of your brain that 100% are sleeping. Okay? The front of your brain. The part of your brain that deals with conscious decisions is gone. It's not there. Right? So now, there are people that do very dangerous and bad things Especially you're not supposed to try to wake them up. It's dangerous because they can kill you. Because they can't think through if that's the right thing to do. They just know they have to do something and you're on the way. Okay? Now if a person does hezek like that, he's an ones. We don't say Adam Mu'ad Le'olam. Right? Because in his conscious environment, he's not conscious. But the midas are there. The kachas nefesh are there. They'll come out. But it's not in the conscious world that, you, that you're in. So you're partner in such a situation, right? That's not a place of avoid. The mid, he's not saying that there is like a chemistry, this is not a chemistry class. To say that deep, deep, deep in rooted in a person is midas tovis to the way that it's so deep that it doesn't require consciousness whatsoever. And then when you fix your midas, you did a chemical change within your brain that now made you a different kind of robot. No, that's not Rabbi Shal Salanta. This is not science class over here. This is avoida. When we're handling avoida, of course, without a question, avoida requires a conscious human being in an environment that he is um, relatively familiar with. Sometimes a person is thrown into a situation of trauma, of terror, of something crazy, where maybe his conscious abilities are not able to work over there, right? He can be thrown into an environment that even after he has tikkun amidus, bad amidus will come up because his brain just can't be safe of what's going on. These are possibilities. We are not, you have to learn to be so like a lamdin, okay? Not like a small-minded human being. You have to learn him like a lamdin. Like I told you before, okay? This is a very important yesoy. Raboisai, get this yesoy clear, <coughs> Get this clear. Get this call and listen good. Clear. We came to this world to be Avdeh Hashem. Avdeh Hashem means to do God's work. Okay? 
Now, says the Ramchal and Das Tfunis, that when we were standing by Harsinai, we got something called Koach Ha'avodah. Koach Ha'avodah means we were given the skills, the kelim, to do the Avodah. Besides for the fact that we were given a Koach to make reactions in the world with Avodah. But one of the basic things of Avodah is, if you go to work for somebody, okay, if you are a salesman, you need to have certain kohot to do that. If you work in production, you have to have certain kohot to do that. If you work with people, you have to have certain kohot to do that. Okay, you can't do your job without your skills. Got that? Very simple. Koch means we were given the skills, the abilities, the capabilities, the milas to be able to do it. Now, one of the big things in Koyach Avodah, says Reb Chaim Vital, is Midot. Okay? So just like when you learn something and you want to do uh, some type of occupation and some type of job, you have to work on developing your skills. You can have a natural tendency to the skill, but you have to develop the skill. Right? That's Tikkun You're developing the skills to make the Avodah. Okay? Some people have a natural instinct. They're a salesman by nature. But they're using conscious, they're using seichel, they're using talents, they're using midas, but they just ha- don't have to work on it. It goes to them naturally. Okay? So that's Rabbi Shol. When we talk about a human being and we talk about the world of kivush ayetza, tikkun ayetza, midas, and this, blah, 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 they are kalim in avoid. Kalim and Avoida means a conscious human being. In an environment that he's familiar with, he has to know how to make the work. That's Midas. So when we're talking in Rabbi Yisrael, we're talking in that context. When I talk about a guy, what would be if a person is unconscious, he's sleepwalking, would the deep, deep Koychus HaNefesh come out after he fixed his Midas? Maybe, I don't know. This is not a science class. Because in that case, there's no Avoida. When he says that just like we see by animals, you can get them to change, it means in a certain environment they're changed in that environment. It doesn't mean a chemical change. It doesn't mean a deep chemical change that if you put them in a different environment, you can't uh, uh, reawaken those koichas anefesh. Of course you can. Sometimes a person has a tikkun amidus, 100% tikkun amidus. But then he's thrown into a trauma or something. You see, okay, this is a very deep subject. It goes into Bechir, it goes into this big statement that the whole world says, Hashem will never give you a test that you can't handle. I don't want to go into that. It's like a huge subject. Very misunderstood subject. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe not. We'll see. Not today, for sure not. But my point is, let's just get clarity. Let's try to summarize, okay? Let's get clarity. Rabbi Shol Salanter is talking in the, in the context of avoid. There are certain kochot nefesh that you have that instinctively you will use your seichel to use them correctly in your environment. Instinctively. So when he says instinctively, he's not a steer to the Rambam. Because of course, instinctively means your conscious seichel and your koichas uh, nefesh work together without work. And then you have certain kochot nefesh that go wild and you need to actively behave Actively work with them. You have to actively work with them. So it's not a shtiva to the Rambam. And when we're talking about 
changing your meters, fixing your meters, uprooting your meters. It's within the world of your conscious world. It's in the world of avoid, wherever your avoid is. That's where it is. So it's not have to do with the subject of the Rambam and Rabbi and, and Rabbi Yenis and Ibrichitz with the scientists. If you can chemically change an animal or not, I don't know. We're not scientists. We don't learn science here. For that, you have to go someplace else. You know, over here we learn avoid. This is the world of avoid. Rabbi, so you get it clear? Okay. So we have to stop here for today. We can discuss if we want to continue to learn the safer like a mensch. I want you to be uh, growing from it, you know what I'm saying? Okay.